Good afternoon, everyone. On the update this Friday in the headlines, the state of New York could soon require people selling their homes to disclose whether their properties have been flooded or are at risk for future flooding. We'll have the latest details. A college philosophy professor is fighting to be allowed back on campus more than a year after his comments about adult child sex led to calls for his removal. Jets quarterback Adam Rogers is trying to be like Terminator. I will be back. He says on Instagram that he had surgery to repair his torn left Achilles. And commercial casinos across this country had their best July ever this year winning nearly $5.5 billion from gamblers, according to a national gambling industry group. This is the update. Friday, September the 15th, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage in New York City, the greatest city in the world, this is the update with Brandon Julia. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Greetings, folks, and salutations to you all, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Friday. TGIF to all of you out there. You know, this is a Friday that, dare I say, actually feels like fall. Because the temperatures today are only in the uh, low 70s, and there's a bit of a wind that makes it feel cool, too. That's why... uh, (laughs) That's why I'm actually wearing uh, sweatpants for the first time this uh, season. Uh, my producers, <laughs> my producers are also getting dressed for this season. They are some of them are remotely back in Brooklyn. They are preparing our UD team facilities. That's why we're going to be back in studio uh, starting on Monday, and that of course is going to be a lot of fun to be back in studio. I've heard they've pl- they're putting up the Happy Halloween decorations sometime early so we don't have to deal with it when the season <laughs> actually comes. <laughs> I'm Brandon Julie, and of course, folks, we appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be, and however personally that you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to uh, catch you up on. We're going to begin this Friday up north in Highland Falls, where the state of New York could soon require people selling their homes to disclose whether their properties have been flooded or are at risk for future flooding. The move comes as more counties in New York experience flooding, and inland areas that have been considered safe from such events have become more vulnerable in the last few years with climate change. The proposal has been passed by the state legislature and awaits a signature from Governor Hochul. If signed, this bill would make the state at least the 30th in this country to require flood disclosures. On to some of the other news of this Friday. 
And Pope Francis is going to be discussing how to address the world's pressing issues with former President Clinton to open this year's Clinton Global Initiative, according to the organizers they announced yesterday. The pontiff will discuss broad issues, uh, including climate change, the refugee crisis, the welfare of children during an onstage video conference with Clinton on Monday, while also telling attendees about specific projects like the work of Bambino Gesu Children's Hospital in Italy. The conference will take place in New York on Monday and Tuesday, as leaders in politics, business, and philanthropy gather to work on potential solutions to global concerns. A conversation between Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was also added to the conference yesterday. As a wise person once said once, uh, some folks have a fancy way of watching their morning entertained. And if you're one of those people that watches uh, Fox and Friends early in the morning, that's, uh, is, uh, that's your way of uh, entertaining. <laughs> uh, but they're going to be uh, making some room on the couch, their curvy couch, as a matter of fact. Fox News said that Lawrence Jones, who has been a reporter at the show, will become their fourth host starting next Monday. He'll join the weekday team of Steve Ducey, Ainsley Earhart, and Brian Kilmeade. Jones joined Fox News in 2018 and has hosted a Saturday evening program. He's losing that weekend perch as Fox adds a new Saturday show with talk show host Mark Levin. Uh, Fox and Friends airs, of course, each morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East. Authorities say that a man accused of repeatedly stalking celebrities has now been arrested for barging into a dressing room at a New York City fashion show and screaming that he wanted to marry the actor Emma Watson. Uh, Chad Michael Busto had previously been arrested last month after a previous run-in with Drew Barrymore. He pleaded not guilty on Saturday to criminal trespass and disorderly conduct charges in the incident last week at the Ralph Lauren show at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. The 43-year-old was released without bail. His next court date is on October 2nd. A, a, court, a message seeking comment was left with a lawyer that was listed for him on the court records. Meanwhile, for a history-making two months, a pig's kidney has worked normally inside of a brain-dead man. And while the dramatic experiment had ended earlier this week, it's raising hope for eventually testing pig kidneys in living patients. Surgeons at NYU Langone Health removed the pig kidney and returned the donated body to his family for cremation. The genetically, genetically modified kidney worked properly for the first month before showing subtle signs that rejection was forming. But doctors say that the kidneys' function bounced back with simple medication changes. This lesson could help as regulators are deciding whether to allow clinical trials of pig organs. In other news, three artworks that are believed to have been stolen during the Holocaust from a Jewish art collector and entertainer have now been seized from museums in three different states by New York law enforcement authorities. The artworks by the Austrian expressionist Egon Schiel were seized Wednesday from the Art Institute of Chicago, the Carnegie Museums of Pittsburgh, and the Allen Memorial Art Museum at Oberlin College in Ohio. 
They were all previously owned by Fritz Grunbaum, a cabaret performer and songwriter who died at the Dachau concentration camp in 1941. And finally, we're going to go out west to Buffalo because a college philosophy professor is now fighting to be allowed back on campus more than a year after his comments about child, adult child sex led to calls for his removal. The lawsuit was before a federal judge yesterday. Stephen Kirshnar is a tenured professor at SUNY Fredonia, but is currently barred from campus. SUNY Fredonia says the ban is to protect his safety and that of the campus. Uh, Kirshnar accuses the university president of giving in to a quote, Twitter mob and ignoring the professor's First Amendment rights. In a 2022 podcast, Kirshnar questioned whether sex between an adult and a child is always wrong. Time for us to step aside momentarily when we return on the update this windy Friday. We've been through the messages to tell you gonna talk some sports and how Adam Rogers is basically saying, you know, I will be back, <laughs> like Terminator. He had a surgery on that, uh, you know, that successful killers. And then later on in the program, we'll talk together the latest national news. We were uh, at midnight, the, um, the United States, right? And, uh, you know, it's gonna come up. Well, it's not saying it's gonna be that Brandon Julian. Honestly, people, I would do anything for my wife, Tommy, but I know I'm not the best romantic person out there. There are more people that are more romantic than I am. Did you know, folks, that a long, long time ago, Prince Edward abdicated his right to the English throne to the woman he loved? Isn't that unbelievable? He had to choose between the woman he loved or being king of England. And that idiot chose the girl. Now, I'm sure, folks, that it was the right moment at that exact moment in time, and I'm happily in a relationship with my wife. But even in the best of moments, each person in a relationship has had a time where they thought, I've made an enormous mistake. But you know what, folks? I bet you never thought I could have been King of England. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver, and we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. 
encourage them to see a doctor, or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. The Alzheimer's Association provides care, support, and research to help you take control of the situation with your family and manage the disease together. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian, you know, that's a big holiday tradition, you know, it's fruitcake. I love all the holiday traditions, as Jim Gavigan once said, you know, like the Christmas tree. My birthday's right next to Christmas. Christmas tree, you know, we go chop a tree, we go put it in our living room. Sometimes I think that's the creation of a drunk man, really. Some woman wakes up, honey, why is there a pine tree? In our living room. I like it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna decorate it for Jesus. And then I'm gonna hang my socks over the fireplace. Fill them with candy. Maybe I can tie some leaves to a signal. See if I can get some action. And now I'm gonna puke on this couch. Merry Christmas. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024. F trains will run on the E-Line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M trains will run between 57th Street on the F-Line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning June 26th at approximately 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions, because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue is closed 
because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B60, M116, Q4, Q4 Limited, S46, and S96 Limited, starting September 24th. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 Select Bus Service, pay your fare on board the bus. For all other Select Bus Service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So it's starting to look like the New York Mets are doing good of playing <laughs> of playing the role of spoiler. Wish they had, you know, done that earlier in the season because the Braves have already clinched the division for I think it's the fifth straight year now, so oh well. <laughs> Uh, Mets and Diamondbacks playing a day game out in Queens. Kodai Senga, I firmly believe, is going to be the rookie of the year. Once all said and done, he struck out 10 over six scoreless innings. Uh, Jeff McNeil, Jonathan Adaruz, they both homered. And the Mets continue to play the role of spoiler with an 11-1 routing of the Diamondbacks. Uh, the D-backs, they dropped, of course, three of the last four to fall into a tie for the third wildcard spot in the National League with the Reds and the Giants. The Mets are going to be playing the Reds over the weekend out in Queens, so we'll see if they can continue that role very well. Senga, who improved to 11-7 and on the year, gave up two hits, walked two, and lowered his ERA to 2.95. Merrill Kelly took the loss. He allowed seven runs and struck out seven in his five innings of work. Up in Beantown, Yanks and the Red Sox playing a double dip for the second straight day. Aaron Judge, he hit a grand slam in the nightcap. DJ LeMayhew broke an eighth inning tie with an RBI double, and the Yanks beat the Sox 8-5 to five to uh, split the doubleheader. Oswald Peraza hit his first career home run. It was a two-run shot in the ninth. The Yanks won three out of four in Boston, 
to draw even with their rivals in the bottom of the, of the AL East. Earlier in the day, the Red Sox fired their chief baseball officer, uh, Chain Bloom, after nearly four seasons. Then they beat the Yanks 5 to nothing in the opener. Uh, Tanner Howick pitched six strong innings. He got his first win since April. And from the diamond, let's go over to the gridiron, where one uh, Jets quarterback, Adam Rogers, <laughs> he's trying to be like Terminator, basically saying, you know, I will be Buck. Uh, he had, he says on Instagram, Mr. Rogers, so he had that surgery, of course, to repair the left Achilles on Wednesday. Rogers' post last night included a picture of him smiling in a blue medical cap and gown in a hospital bed with his left foot clearly bruised. Rogers says that this surgery, it was performed by Dr. Neil Atroch, an orthopedic surgeon based in L.A. who has worked with numerous professionals, athletes, during his career. Rogers, of course, is out for the season after tearing his Achilles tendon on the fourth snap of his Jets debut on Monday night. A 22-16 win over the Bills. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Friday, this windy Friday, you can obviously hear, we're digging into the world of Botox, according to a plastic surgeon. She's going to share her tips on how to make Botox last longer, because that's what we all want, right? And then we're going to talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Washington, Hunter Biden has now been indicted on federal firearms charges. It's the latest step in a long-running investigation to his son that puts the case on track toward a possible high-stakes trial as the election looms. We're going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to inform you about the following. Where does the time go? I personally really hope I didn't write that line. <laughs> well, it turns out maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, but looking back on the past is always important. It's how we grow as people. Plus, of course, you always have those times when you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend. And on the select periods, too. Uh, my producers look for any excuse to hold a party, and that's what we have for you, digging into our archives every weekend, playing you the best episodes from our previous years of the update. And every once in a while, we cram the best of an entire year of the update into one episode for your listening convenience. And if you don't know we're having a party, you will after you hear this soundbite declaring that we're having a big party. <laughs> so every weekend, listen to the archives of the update to see what you remember from when that episode aired. And of course, be on the lookout for the best of particular years of the update every so often. Keep listening on the weekends and every now and again, because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, you know, the night before. <laughs> now, the update of Brain and Joy, it'll be right back after, of course, these messages. 
and uh, my producers actually left some uh, gifts for me under the sofa behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me. Brandon Julian. You know, Valentine's Day coming up, we surprise the ones we love with those big red hearts, you know, filled with the gamble chocolate. Think about it. Has anybody ever eaten any chocolate of those with any confidence? You're like, oh, this is either going to be really good or horribly nasty. Guess I'm just big enough to find out. Oh, I got the one filled with toothpaste. Gonna take another nine of those to get rid of that flavor. You know, there's a big red heart filled with the gamble chocolate, otherwise there's the tiny heart-shaped antacids. I know I make you nauseous. Here's a Tums with Hug Me written on it. You know, maybe that'll help. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you, and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. From New York, home of your NCAA men's champion, Yukon Huskies. This is the update with Brandon Juliet. Available wherever you're listening to podcasts. Indeed, it is, folks. Uh, welcome back to the update of Brandon Julian on a Friday, everyone. TGIF to all of you out there. <laughs> Thank you so much, folks, for still being here with us. You know, I don't say this very often, but I'm very, very excited to be back in the studio starting on Monday. Don't get me wrong, I love the on-the-road stuff. It's what we spent, I don't know, a good two years doing during the pandemic, but uh, over the year and change we've been at UD Team and Maiden Studio there, it really does, it feels like home. And, you know, dare I say, I actually miss being home. <laughs> like I mentioned, in the very beginning, my producers are, are setting up the studio, they're decorating it right now, because it's about to be fall season. And, you know, what better way to celebrate fall season than Halloween? Honestly, it is about to be fall season, or just about is fall season, because, uh, you know, all the Halloween stuff is now officially in stores, even though Spirit Halloween has, like, 
a crap ton of merchandise still. But do not fear. I think most of it is going to be gone before the time October starts. That's how they make back their money. It's called, like, the dominoes effect. It's so simple. <laughs> anyway, folks, we're going to take a little detour into the world of Los Angeles. Not for the glitz and the glamour, because the one thing we all know about uh, Hollywood that we don't like to talk about. Cedar chess. No, <laughs> no. I'm talking about... Uh, no, folks, I'm talking about Botox. And uh, some people might be wondering, is Botox actually, you know, worth a shot? Well, Benelian's plastic surgeon, uh, Dr. Sarmala Sunder, is revealing now a simple way to make your Botox ingestions, injections, God, last even longer. In a TikTok video that has attracted nearly 17,000 views since March, Sunder touts the benefits of the mineral, uh, the mineral known as zinc. Um, Sunder says in this clip, quote, if you love the effects of Botox and you want it to last longer, consider taking a zinc supplement. She goes on to say, quote, there's a study that shows that taking a zinc supplement during the, uh, can prolong, I should say, the duration of the Botox effects. Take about 15 milligrams a day and see if that helps. Um, she did note to the New York Post, the people who published this article, that some studies have shown that by taking zinc, Botox can last up to 20 to 30% longer, quote, than in a state of zinc depletion. However, she did point out that these results can vary from person to person. Botox, which is the cosmetic form of the botanulum toxin is an injection, of course, that temporarily relaxes the muscles in the face, according to the Mayo Clinic. Typically, injections last three to four months on their own. You might have seen it if you watch, I don't know, any reality show in the history of television. <laughs> uh, but Sunder did say in an email to the Post, quote, for patients that really feel that Botox just lasts weeks, and they don't want to increase the dose, I do have patients try this. It works better on some patients than on others. The only guaranteed way to increase longevity of Botox or similar uh, neuromodulators is to increase the dose that's injected. In a follow-up video, uh, she did explain why zinc works to maintain the results of a Botox injection, highlighting that the mineral interacts with a certain protein in the cosmetic liquid. She says, quote, basically, zinc is important for the activity of a component in the Botox protein. It plays a role and affects how the toxin binds to its target relatively soon after it's injected. The plastic surgeon said that the, quote, stronger the attachment of the protein, the longer the Botox and its wrinkle-free <laughs> the effects last. Um... It is important, though, she did say, to start taking zinc supplements before a Botox appointment. The activity, she says, quote, that's based on zinc is lost within hours after injection. And because each Botox molecule requires a zinc molecule in order to be effective, you want to make sure you have enough zinc to make it effective and last as long as possible. But like anything else, there can be some side effects. 
Uh, she says, quote, it's on here, Zinc can be irritating to some people's gastrointestinal system. So if someone is already prone to GI issues or has issues with nausea, I warn them about that side effect. And for those who don't love the effects of Botox on their faces, TikTok Doc also has some tips for reversing its effects. Uh, she recommends exercising more, as there has been evidence that having a higher metabolic rate can make the effects of Botox wear off more quickly, as well as increasing blood flow to the area that was injected. She advises using the back of an electric toothbrush on the area to increase the blood flow. Well, there is your sound advice. If you, <laughs> if you think that you want to get Botox, it's not for me. But then again, it's not for everyone either. What is for everyone, I do always say, is national news, because it's next for us around here, of course, when the update of Brandon Julian continues. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, if you really do think about it in this day and age, it's a good thing that we can't report people that we don't like to 911 or the police. Can you imagine how that call would go? You know, it'd be like, 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, that lady Carol is at the barbecue again. <laughs> this is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julia. You know, folks, if I were to do something, if I would accidentally combine something, uh, most people would consider it a mistake. But other people actually do these things on purpose. You know what that's called? Criminal intent. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Friday, everyone. A getaway Friday for some of us, most definitely, of course, a Friday for others. Thank you so much, of course, ladies and gentlemen, for still being here with us. Uh, you know, we are talking together. Uh, not that. Let us talk together, I should say, right now, of course, the latest national news. And we're going to begin in Detroit, Michigan, 
where, as of the time that we record this show, the United Auto Workers have gone on strike. But there was still a possibility that they all, this all could have been avoided the night before, as the three factories pressed the Detroit companies to come up with better wage and benefit offers. The factories include a GM assembly plant in Wentzville, Missouri, a Ford factory in Wayne, Michigan, and a Stellantis Jeep plant in Toledo, Ohio. Contracts between 146,000 auto workers and the companies were set to expire at 11.59 p.m. last night. Despite the increased offers from Ford and GM, it appeared that no deals would have been reached before the deadline. UAW President Sean Fain says that more factories could be added to the strike list if the negotiations do not go the union's way. In other news, we're going to go to Washington, where Hunter Biden has now been indicted on federal firearms charges. It's the latest step in this long-running investigation into the president's son that puts the case on track towards a a possible high-stakes trial as the election, of course, looms next year. Biden is accused of lying about his drug use when he bought a firearm back in October of 2018, a period when he has acknowledged struggling with addiction to crack cocaine, according to the indictment filed in federal court in Delaware by a special counsel that is overseeing this particular case. The indictment, it comes weeks after the collapse of a plea deal that would have averted a criminal trial at weeks and months of distracting headlines for the president. The Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, is expected on Capitol Hill and at the White House next week. His visit comes as Congress is debating the president's request uh, for providing as much as $24 billion in military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine, as it fights, of course, the ongoing Russian invasion. The trip was confirmed by two congressional aides and an administration official that was granted anonymity to discuss these plans. Zelensky is expected to be in the U.S. and attend the U.N. General Assembly. The Ukrainian president made a wartime visit to Washington in December of last year and delivered an impassioned address to a joint meeting of Congress. And of course, we're talking about the weather, which we only address on the program when the weather is bad. And we all know that it still is out there with Hurricane Lee still churning out at sea. New England's going to feel some effects of the hurricane, but is usually protected from the worst of the hurricane's wrath by the cold waters of the North Atlantic. And that's expected to help reduce lead to a tropical storm by the time it arrives on the weekend. A number of factors, of course, determine the path and the strength of a hurricane. But the warm waters that can strengthen a hurricane are typically south of Cape Cod. North of there, the Atlantic waters are much colder. That doesn't mean storms aren't dangerous in the region. The Great New England Hurricane, of course, of 1938 brought gusts over 180 miles per hour. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update of Brian and Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. 
Just a little heads up before something bad happens. Move your coffee cup away from your computer. Oh, no, 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 no. So you can have more control. Stop. You're texting your boss by mistake. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Warning, the cap is loose on that catch-up. Ugh. Don't wait. You have the power to change the outcome. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Friday, everyone. A getaway Friday for some of us, most importantly, a Friday for others. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, we are talking together right now, of course, the, uh, the latest national news. And we're going to go back to Washington, where the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, is telling fellow Republicans threatening to oust him. Just go ahead and try. The embattled GOP leader essentially dared his right-hand flank yesterday to quit holding the risk of a vote to remove him from the job. If you're going to do it, just do it, McCarthy said, using a profanity for emphasis, according to those in the private meeting. A hard-right element largely allied with the former president is demanding big spending cuts and threatening to shut down the government if he is to keep his job. Even McCarthy's decision to launch an impeachment inquiry into the president did little to appease these demands. In other news, about half of Americans have little or no confidence that the Justice Department is handling its investigation into Hunter Biden in a fair and a nonpartisan way. And one in three are highly concerned about whether the president may have committed wrongdoing related to his son's business dealings, according to a new poll from the Associated Press and the Center for Public Affairs Research. But the, but the political divide is stark. Some 66 of Rep 66% of Republicans and just 7% of Democrats are very or extremely concerned about whether Joe Biden committed wrongdoing. The poll was conducted just before Speaker McCarthy launched a formal impeachment inquiry this week working to link the president to the business dealings of his son. Down in Cape Canaveral in Florida, NASA, they say that the study of UFOs will require uh, new scientific techniques, including advanced satellites, as well as a shift in how unidentified flying objects are perceived. The space agency released findings yesterday after a year-long study into UFOs. An independent team commissioned by NASA cautions that the negative perception surrounding UFOs poses an obstacle to collecting data. But officials say that NASA's involvement should help reduce the stigma. The panel says that NASA can model how to best approach the study of UFOs through transparent reporting, rigorous analysis, and also public input.
And finally, we're going to go down the Jersey Shore and go over to Atlantic City, where commercial casinos across this country had their best July ever this year, winning nearly $5.5 billion from gamblers, according to a national gambling industry group. The American Gaming Association says the casinos' winnings were up nearly 6% from last July. They also say the casinos remain on pace to have their best year ever this year, with winnings from in-person casino games, sports betting, and internet gambling, and nearly $38 billion over the first seven months of this year. Uh, that's 11% ahead of what they won during the same period last year. The figures, though, do not include the revenue from tribal-run casinos. Gonna let you guys ponder on this as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. A Friday, September the 15th, 2023. That is the update on this Friday and for this week. I'm Brandon Julie, and we appreciate you being here with us. Our best of year three show, it drops tomorrow, wherever, of course, you listen to this podcast. So until everybody gets in uh, the cart to the farm and goes pumpkin picking. In the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, it will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And most importantly, please be well. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for spending some of your time with us. Hopefully you have a good weekend. And I will see you back in studio on Monday, refreshed and ready to go for the start of a brand new week. See you then. <laughs>